Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're at, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian, and tonight we're going to talk about an extraordinary story from North Carolina involving Spike and You Are the Power. Just incredibly heart-wrenching at first, but then we're going to get to some absolutely incredible developments. You're going to want to catch all of this. I promise you it's amazing. Coming up right now on the Cajun Libertarian Live. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Live, where we have an absolutely incredible show tonight. A quick show. We're going to get in here and get a, knock it out in about 45 minutes. I've got a guest that was at both of the rallies that we're going to talk about that was in North Carolina. Extraordinary change happening, real developments, real work, and just in the midst of absolutely heartbreaking stories, incredible corruption, police corruption. We're going to do that next but first, Joe Solosky, J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I. For Pennsylvania governor, Joe Solosky for Pennsylvania governor, the key to Pennsylvania's success. And Nicole Schultz, who's running for lieutenant governor, is the key to Joe Solosky and his success. He is now running independently under the Keystone Party. So go check him out at joesolosky.com and see what you think, joesolosky.com. Thanks, Joe, for sponsoring the show. Also, thank you to Gap Armory, who's a fresh, brand new business, and they are libertarian ran. Go get all of your needs for your special equipment. We carry the parts you need to finish your 3D printed firearms. We carry parts and accessories for a wide variety of popular firearms. We carry our own slide rails for 3D printed Glock frames. <clears throat> Excuse me. Libertarian owned and operated, long time Mises and Cap kind of guy. We love and accept crypto. Gap Armory has the gear you need to bridge the gap in your defensive preparedness. Go check them out, gaparmory.com. And of course, what we're going to be talking about tonight, spikecohen.com. You are the power, spikecohen.com. Go right now and register. Get the emails. We are launching the organization website very soon. That will be youarethepower.net. It is so close, but we need your help. It is free. Go sign up. Get the email. Now we're going to talk about what Spike has been doing in North Carolina, but not just Spike, all of you that have invested time and energy into You Are the Power and wanting to learn and know more into this incredibly crazy story that happened in Gastonia, North Carolina. Now, let me explain something. There's going to be a little bit of reading here, okay? But you're not going to want to break away. You're going to want to stay 
till the very end because it's incredible. And plus have the guests coming on. I'm going to kind of breeze through this content real quick. And I, I'm going to have Mike on to share with us his experience while he was in Gastonia at these rallies. So let's give a little background. Uh, some of you may have already heard the story. Joshua Rohr is a homeless veteran who served uh, for from 2002 to 2008. He did a tour overseas. He suffers from PTSD and getting help from the VA, right, like most veterans do. Okay, so back in October, a woman called 911 to report that Joshua was using his dog to get money. He has a service dog. He has PTSD. Goes to the VA. He has everything he needs, right? Or maybe not everything he needs, but all of this is what he needs to live life, all right? So a uh, lady called 911, said he was using his service dog for money to make people feel sorry for them. Joshua said later that he never begs for food or money, that he only walks down the, the walkways with the service dog. Sunshine is the dog's name, and talks with folks that pass by. This is, of course, perfectly, perfectly legal, and he has every right to walk his dog. When a Gastonian police officer arrived, Joshua was told that he was breaking the law, which he denied. Officer asked him for an ID. He didn't have an ID. What happens next? He's going to pull out his VA card to show him who he is, and the officer freaking slams him up against the car. All right? Excuse me. Slammed him up against the police cruiser, cuffed him, and arrested him for solicitation, and then resisting arrest because you always get resisting arrest because you're defending yourself. It's a natural way of, of, of self-defense. As soon as you start getting harassed in a physical manner, you have no choice but to defend your well-being. You're not attacking anybody. It just happens. I've been arrested a bunch of times. Every single time I was arrested, they well, up until the last time, they charged me with resisting arrest because that gets them, what, more money. Yes, you answered it correctly. All right. The officer then shot Sunshine, the service dog, with a taser as bystanders yelled for the officer to leave her alone. Sunshine ran to a nearby store with one of the taser prongs still attached to her. Joshua asked someone to please retrieve Sunshine, and Gastonia officers responded by laughing at him and shoving him into the cruiser. Just remarkably disgusting. Officers claimed that Joshua resisted arrest, and Sunshine bit the dog, or bit the officer that tased her. Who tased her? Joshua and at least four eyewitnesses says that he didn't resist arrest and Sunshine was several feet away and facing away from the officer when she was tased. There is a very simple answer to this to solve these conflicting stories. Release the body cam footage. Just, this shouldn't even be in question. Release the body footage. Every time, always release the damn body footage. Every single officer that is a good officer that he claims to be would want this cam released because it absolves them of any wrongdoing. So if they're not releasing the body cam footage, then they're guilty and you should be charged. If your body cam footage is not on, that's my personal belief. If you are a cop and you're involved in, in any incident whatsoever and your body cam is not on, you should immediately put on, be put on unpaid leave and should be investigated immediately. Your body cam should have like, you should have like six of them just in case the battery dies. Should be on 100% of the time. If it's not, then I am looking at you as you doing something wrong, period, full stop. There's no reason the body cam footage shouldn't be on. And of course, the police are refusing to do that. Won't release the body footage. Let's go to somebody else. Pastor Moses Colbert. 
Uh, he's been operating the Faith, Hope, and Love Enrichment Community Center since 2019. In January, Gastonian city government forced the pastor to shut down his center and stop helping the poor. And in their statement, they said, listen to this. The church was built as a church and can only be used for that purpose, which does not include overnight housing. Due to city, city zoning regulations, shelters are not permitted by right in the city. Tell me again how government is better than volunteering when they shut down the volunteering. This is remarkable. And I, look, I can tell there's probably hundreds or thousands of stories like this that we haven't heard. And Mike is going to tell us why, exactly why this was even heard. They tried to get it out there. Nothing happened. Uh, Libertarian Party State Chair Joe Garcia calls Spike. Spike gets involved. And now here we are. Let's keep going. Back in 2015, Gastonia police broke into the home of a 74-year-old. We're still talking about the same damn police department. Police broke into the house of a 74-year-old veteran named James Howard Allen for a quote-unquote wellness check at midnight. Why are you doing a wellness check at midnight? You're not. What you're doing is something sketchy, and I can guarantee what you're doing is illegal. And you should be charged a wellness check at midnight. So obviously... A man doesn't know who in the world's breaking into his house, pulls out his firearm. Now he's dead, shot by the cops because they broke into his house, illegally breaking and entering into his house. He used self-defense, which is in his right. Doesn't matter what damn costume or freaking plastic badge, metal badge you put on yourself that day. You break into somebody's house, you deserve to get shot, period. And they got shot. Now this man's dead. Or at least he was shot and now he's dead. Just trying to defend his life at midnight. Not knowing who in the world's breaking into your house. I'm sorry. This is the stuff that absolutely and grinds my gears. Doesn't even come close. Doesn't even come close. It's disgusting. And you want us to trust you. You want us to you want to lobby for a better trust between the police department and community with this? No. Kick rocks. Turn on your body cam footage, turn down your damn arrogance, and learn how to be held accountable. That's how you build a better relationship with your community. I've seen how these people act behind doors. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, brown, woman, man, child. They will beat you up and they will murder you because they know they can get away with it because for years they haven't been held accountable. And now they're mad because of cameras and now you don't want to turn it on? No. From 1987 until at least 1990, Gastonia police had a team of officers called the Eagle Team, whose mission was to harass Gastonia's homeless population. They used CB radios so they would communicate and plan their violent crimes without without using police channels. God. The Eagle Team would take cooking oil, coffee, and even urine and douse the homeless in these liquids. They would often brutally assault their victims as well, which they referred to as taking them for a ride on Space Mountain. They found their violent behavior to be so funny that they even had T-shirts printed up that said Space Mountain Boys for their freaking bowling league. This is what I'm talking about. It's not about making a mistake. It's not about, whoops, we accidentally did this, now we're very sorry. No, this is intentional, and it's tyranny right in our backyard. 
And they need to be brought to justice. They need to be held accountable. They need to go to jail. And you break into somebody's house, you deserve to die. You break into my house and I shoot you, you deserve to die. And I deserve to walk away. And I shouldn't even have to go to court for it. That's where I stand. Break into my house, I'm going to shoot you. I don't care what your job is. You have no right or business breaking into my house. It's unbelievable. One of the victims was named... Uh, it, a man named Norman Ben Hanna talked about being assaulted to a friend of his. The friend, a bail bondsman named Robbie Biddix, called the police in the ACLU, who had represented Hanna and other victims in the lawsuit. Later, criminal charges criminal charges were filed against the Eagle team. Sadly, Ben would never see justice prevail. On December of 1990, he was found shot to death at his mother's house. And an alleged suicide, claiming it was a suicide. Doesn't seem like a suicide. Let's find out. Authorities claim that Ben pointed a 22 caliber rifle at his chest and pushed the trigger with a stick. And even though Norman was illiterate, he apparently learned, apparently learned uh, how to write a, a, a suicide note because he pinned one, even though he was illiterate. <laughs> As a result of his death, charges against former Eagle Team officers David Neal McKinney and Timothy Andrew Bass were dropped. So they murdered him and had the charges dropped. Anybody can read this story and understand that's what happened. Anybody. Norman's friend Ronnie was also intimidated by Gastonia police who would drive by his work and make a uh, slicing motion with their finger across their throats. After Ben died, Ronnie was told that he could be next. He eventually had a nervous breakdown and had to retire. Thankfully, three of the officers pleaded guilty to to their various crimes, and all seven of them either resigned or were fired. So all they had to do was they just lost their job. No prison time (laughs) yet. It appears that the legacy of the Eagle team continues to live on. And that's why on Tuesday, March 1st, Joshua, Pastor Moses, joined the Libertarian Party of Gaston County, Gastonia County, and many other members of the community. Now, they're about to go to the next city council meeting as it goes on here. They're trying to look for the body cam footage. Um, I know that in the first city council meeting or village council meeting. Uh, Spike went and talked and he tried to appeal to their humanity. And then that didn't happen. So they showed up again yesterday. And when they showed up, they were standing outside protesting, getting ready to go into the city council. And they were told that there were too many people inside the building that they were not allowed to enter and speak. The city council had packed the building building full of staffers and then put police outside the door so that you are the power crew led by Spike couldn't get in. So they got bullhorns and started yelling and getting louder. Guess what happened? They got scared and they should be scared. And eventually they let them in and Spike and company were allowed to talk. Now, let's get a real live experience from somebody who was there both times, Mike Ross. Mike, what's up, man? What's up, Cajun? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yes, thanks for coming on such short notice, dude. 
Um, wow. I mean, just wow. Why don't you give us uh, some highlights of what went down in the first rally, and then we'll tackle what happened, oh, my God, yesterday. Yeah, man. So I, I, I'm just really thankful that, that Spike um, was able to join in uh, and bring attention to this because it happened right in my backyard. Right. So I, I know right. uh, through the Libertarian Party in North Carolina uh, that, uh, you know, Joe knew Spike and, and said, hey, Spike, this is what's going on. Uh, and Spike said, let's do it. Um, so we, we came out the first time um, and, you know, we, we were kind of denied. I wish we had someone who was a parliamentarian there, uh, you know, because right. essentially we came in with 11 people to speak on the issue. And city council's like, well, there's a 30 minute limit. Um, cut us down to basically two minutes apiece, wouldn't let us cede time to the other person, uh, wouldn't let us drop out to give more time to uh, to a speaker when they tried to cut off Joshua. Um, and basically they uh, they sent us back, um, you know, for a second one, because uh, despite 11 people coming in and, and just begging them to take action, right? Just ask for the body camera to be, footage to be released. North Carolina's right. weird, man. Um, in, in 2016, our uh, governor signed a law that says a judge has to release uh, the footage. So, uh, the news petitioned for the paper uh, or, you know, petitioned for the footage. Judge said no. Uh, and I think, you know, they're covering up is, is the reality. Yep. Uh, so out of that yep. first one, uh, you know, we're, here we are. <laughs> Fast forward, we had to do it a second time. Wow. How did the city council respond uh, during the first rally? Well, so so the way public expression works, uh, and they're very clear about this, is that they will not give comment or question to anything that anybody says. So, um, it's funny. There was a photojournalist who uh, who's here, and uh, he put a post on Facebook where he described the room, uh, and and he said it looked like everybody on city council and everybody who worked for the city, like the uh, the chief of police, just happened to be in the room when this was all going down, and everybody just looked soulless, right? Some of them still had masks on at the point, so like all you could see was their eyes, and it, it and, and it really really captured the uh, the energy of the room. Um, this time. Uh, I'm thankful with the second one, which I know we didn't get to, but, you know, nobody had masks on. So I, I could see faces and I, I yeah, feel yeah. like they, you know, what they did, it, 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 we didn't get to see each other's speeches, right? The first time we were able to see the emotion and feel that the way they did us dirty this second time, um, I didn't know what Spike said. Spike didn't know what I said. No, nobody got to see what anybody said. So we all kind of took a wow. different tone. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty shady. And uh, I, we, we were, I was, I was potentially ready to get arrested for for yelling in a bullhorn through the window uh if they didn't let us be heard uh i i I warned my wife that that may happen (laughs) (laughs) excellent no uh that's what's gonna that look that may require this kind of stuff may require that kind of action so all right so uh walk us through what exactly happened between the first rally and the second one to warrant y'all to go back to it for a second uh, just kind of an ass whooping on the city council. Yeah. Yeah. So, so since that time, you know, uh, nobody on the city council did anything, right. Got no results. And since that time, uh, pastor Moses, uh, he's been working in the community, feeding breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, to people in the unhoused community, right. Just, just doing it, um, because it's the right thing to do. Um, however, since he's not allowed to shelter them overnight anymore, uh, because of the, the city council shutting them down, um, really we've had just a wave of deaths. Um, you know, we, I, I, I heard it was six people and then pastor Moses is much more ingrained in the unhoused community. Um, you know, he's working with them every day. They talk. So the, the number is up to about 15. Uh, last I heard people died in that month that's, that we were gone. That's just in the month that you were just, gone. 
just between the two 15 meetings, 15 people, 15 died. homeless people uh, died. You know, and that's not saying that, that that housing could have all of them, right? Uh, but surely some of them, right? I mean, right. you know, it, I tell you, it got as cold as 19 degrees last month. You know, that's pretty cold to be outside. It's way you know, too cold, especially to be outside. if yeah. if you're older. You know, uh, have health problems, like you know. Uh, yeah, that that's that would have been a wonderful thing for them to kind of meet with them behind the scenes and say, look, uh, you know, I would have loved to see that if they would have just said, hey, Pastor Moses, you know what? Just keep doing it. We're just going to look the other way that, you know, the, the law exists. Right. And and I think back to, you know, what Martin Luther King Jr. said, right, where it, we, we have a moral obligation to follow a just law, uh, but we also right. have a moral obligation to disobey an unjust law. And any law to me that forces people who don't have basic shelter out onto the street because the government says so, um, that's an unjust law. And I, I think oh, that they would have been really easy to just say, you know what, Pastor Moses, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is uh, 1000%, no question, no gray area, a human rights violation. There is absolute number one, the law should not exist. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't even have to ask the the police to look the other way because right. the law shouldn't exist that that law serves one purpose and one purpose only and that's extortion sure. that's just to be able to give tickets out so that they can make money there is no reason that the government should be telling a church they can't house somebody yeah how many times do you have freaking i grew up in church you have sleepovers there all the time lock-ins <laughs> and shut-ins right my God, this is incredible. This is literally, there's, how else do you interpret this than besides they're intentionally trying to harm people? Well, you know, I, I'm not sure they're, I'm not sure their logic, right? You know, I, I know that right. there's politics involved, right? Uh, th there's of always course. politics involved and there's money involved, right? So, you know, the city's yep. looking for, 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 a solution to the problem, right? And what they've done is they've tried to kind of make up with it. So what the city's doing is they're spending millions of dollars to take these same people that Pastor Moses um, was sheltering already. And now they're putting them in like motels, right? You know, weekly stay, monthly stay motels. And what's funny is now Pastor Moses not only has to prepare and cook the food that he used to just be able to provide because they were right there. Now he has to drive pack up the food into a van and drive it to provide the food. So because what happened is they're like, okay, the city's going to provide. And he's, you know, at the end of the day, we just want these people to have a better life, right? You know, I think private yeah. solutions are better, but if the government's going to try, uh, I mean, of all the things they steal my money for, uh, I, right. I have a least moral obligation for that, right? Don't don't get me started on the wars, but, um, right, right. you know, if they're going to spend money on homelessness, I see, do it efficiently, right? You know, don't put people in uh, these, yep. these expensive places where it's costing, Which you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You know, help exactly. Pastor Moses build, he has a vision to build a 200-room shelter uh, and a whole program with mental health, um, you know, addiction counseling and wow. life skills and trying to teach people how do we get them back on their feet, right? That's what Ooh. our vision is. Of course, that takes money. But here you have the city just throwing money at, let's put them over there at the Motel 6 um, and make the person who's feeding them, you know, spend, you know, $4 on a gallon on gas to bring it to them. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. Yep. I, I just look at it and say, you know, should be more efficient, I guess. 
Well, it, to me, it seems more like a slap in the face. It's like, all right, well, we were just going to shut you up by spending your own money to put them in motels instead of them sleeping at the church for free. It yeah. really does. I do have a bitter They get to claim the credit for it that way, though. You know, they get to claim right? the credit that way. Hey, hey, we put them up here as opposed to, hey, yeah. this, this private solution did this despite us having a task force and dot federal dollars to do this, right? Uh, they used it, our money. They spent your money to put them in a motel as opposed to allowing them to sleep at the church for free. Right. And That's I, and I get it, you know, slap in the face. I, I get how it. You, you know, there's code you, violations and stuff. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm okay with a, a slow approach to Ancapistan, right? I'm, I'm very much of that right. place, but I'll operate in the system. And, it, you know, they could have at yeah, least have just to. said help. Right. You know, um, although I'm, I'm fully with you, you know, I, I, I have an ANCAP flag behind me for a reason, right? Yeah, so, yeah, um, but I, while we're not there, I, I just think, why can't the city, um, you know, be a partner? And I think it's probably an ego thing, right? They didn't get to bring the solution. This, yep. this pastor brought the solution and now it looks like, oh, we fought, we fought him and now we, we're going to attach it to him. It's just bad optics. What I think they don't realize is, um, this is all really bad optics from a political standpoint. And I don't care if, oh, you're, if you're a Republican or a Democrat on that council. Nope. Um, nope. Your voters are going to be mad at you for how you're handling this situation. Um, and honestly, I, I I don't, you know, I'm a libertarian. So I say replace yep. them all. <laughs> Absolutely. Just get rid of the whole system. Yep. All right. So um, we, we have this situation that you were able to bring the light and, and get it on Spike's desk so that we could. Yeah put some uh some coverage on it it really started with uh, the the veteran that was arrested and his dog was tased that's yep. really the first incident that i heard yeah and so y'all go to a city council meeting and that's what got me involved yeah right it was right. that one you, and i met pastor moses at my first city council meeting when it was just me and joe and i just said let's oh, tell awesome. the government about it and then yeah, i yeah. spoke to, spoke on this one and he hops up and he's like well i've got an issue on the homeless too so we just sat and chat chatted afterwards and said, let's try and make something happen. And then that's when, you know, I, I thought back to when Spike visited another city council and I saw that and that kind of inspired me to go talk to them in the first place. Right. So that's why I immediately thought, how do we get Spike involved? Joe, I know, you know, Spike, how do we make this happen? Because um, yep. I, I feel like this is something that I'd like to see libertarians across the country do. Right. Absolutely. Find something local that's 100%. an injustice. And just 100%. bring it before your government. If you do that, like, yeah, we'll, we'll stick to 100%. the story. Sorry. Yeah. And expose it. No, no, no you're good because yeah. you're actually, that is the purpose. You know, one of the, the, the main kind of goal of what you are, the power is right. It's going to be yeah. small communities doing exactly this, where we can bring awareness and attention to a specific issue and hold people accountable for it. If you're on the city yeah. council and you're not doing anything, we are going to hold you accountable. Like yeah. I said, at first, uh, what I was told was uh, Spike went to appeal to their humanity. That he was did. the first city council meeting. And then 15 homeless people died. And then in the second council meeting, he says, I came here first to appeal to your humanity. Now I'm coming here to tell you that we're coming for your jobs. All right. Yeah. So now walk us through the second uh, yeah. um, protest that was yesterday. Man, man, the, in the, the pouring whole, rain, dude. The whole protest was 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 insane. I I was so worried that it was going to be me, Spike, my county chair, 
uh, like three, a, a few people that I knew were coming from like three or four hours away. Right. Right. Um, and I thought that was going to be it, but we brought like two tailgate tents. Right. So we had like two 10 by 10 tailgate tents and we just set them up. We had almost 30 people and it was torrential downpour threats of, uh, you know, tornado warnings. It, it was just nuts. Um, but people came out. So we got there at like five and just started building and the city council meeting starts at six. Right. So about 10 minutes beforehand, we had our list because we knew we got shut out last time where they said we had too many speakers and we all got our time cut down to two minutes. So we said, let's come up with six speakers, right? This way we get oh. five minutes a piece, play their game, right? So we get our list in there. And then while we're all getting ready to funnel in there, still like maybe like six, seven minutes before the city council meeting supposed to start, um, they immediately, at, at the cops shut us down at the door and say, we're at capacity. Nobody else can come in. And we're like, well, well, what do you mean? We're our people right here in the front are the, the the people who are supposed to speak. And they're like, well, right. Too bad. Right. So they put us back out. So we go back to the tent. My honest thought was they thought, hey, if we if we shut them down, it's pouring rain out there. Um, you know, just have these cops do this. They'll go away. Um, they don't really know libertarians who to, to think no, that we're just going to walk away. <laughs> they certainly don't know Spike. Right. No. Um, so. We had bullhorns uh, ready, but we didn't really need them because it didn't, you know, didn't get that big. So we uh, we decided to go grab them. And we were the plan was, um, you know, if they aren't going to let us speak, we're going to get a bullhorn out and give our speeches as long as we want uh, out here. And right. if they hear it inside, too bad. Um, but when we went back to get the bullhorns, the news station was still there. So we ran over and talked to the reporter and told them what was happening. It's funny in the news uh, article that they posted. Uh, it had like a video and they actually captured the moment that it all changed. Cause we were going through there. They were interviewing Joshua for the news and this one lady from city council. And I think it was kind of a combination of seeing that ramp up. And there was this um, older lady who had somebody who was in the meeting. And I, I think she may have said um, to talk to the city attorney and tell them that he's violating the first amendment. I think that's kind of, I don't know whether it was the bullhorns or this lady. Cause she said, Hey, we're going to call the, the city attorney. Um, and she kind of went off and, and did right. that between one of those things. Um, they decided to let us speak, but they said one at a time. Right. So none of us got to hear what it was. We, we basically funneled in spoke for our, you know, four minutes left. Um, but yeah, we, we ended up all getting to speak and, you know, we'll see what they do. You, you know, I, I hope, I hope that they can just do the right thing. I appealed to their human nature a second time because I knew that, um, you know, Spike uh, kind of going the the bad cop route and letting me kind of go the right. good cop route again. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I just yeah. hope they have the courage to do it because at this point, like, you know, I get that maybe you're, you're, you're scared to go against your own police force. Right. Like me, right. especially, especially with the history of this particular police right. force, they right. <laughs> Maybe them, they're yeah. scared to go against the police. I don't know. But to me, like the, the point I tried to make in my speech was this man, one, didn't do anything wrong, literally was just existing, right? right? Just right. existing. He was roughed up, lost his best friend, right? That a service dog yep. is his best, lost his dog was roughed up now has blood clots. And I just said, hasn't this man suffered enough? Like really right. you show me one person in Gastonia who looks at the facts of this case and says, you know what? 
yeah, let's press charges and keep going and make this guy suffer more. Nobody would do that, right? With the exception Nobody. of apparently the DA, the chief of police. And, you know, I, I don't know in their hearts. Like, I can't imagine that the city council actually thinks that he needs to keep suffering. I don't know why they don't have the guts to say something. Like, I, I just don't understand right. it. You know? Right. And I forgot to mention this earlier, as uh, Mike was just alluding to, later on, um, while 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 he was in jail, he was in custody. His service dog Sunshine was with a friend, right? And yeah. um, uh, apparently ran away, got scared, or ran away and got hit by a car and died. Well, she, yeah, so, she was she was going looking for him, right? Because they don't get separated. Right. He going, he, tra yeah, no. he trained her from being a puppy, yeah. specifically yeah. task trained for those. So a she was family member looking for him. Didn't yep. have her, you know, didn't have her vest on because they took all of that off gets hit by a car. So he gets out of jail, right? And that's what he does. The first thing he wants to do, there's a search team that that helps him try to go find Sunshine. Can you imagine that? You get roughed up no. for no reason, spend some time in jail, you come out to go get your service dog um, and find out it's gone. Just, just, it's just a heartbreaking no, knowing that Knowing that this was a young kid who was like conned into the war machine, right? Did a tour there and came back damaged yep. and... The system has just, I mean, it's just crapped on him, you know, for lack of a, yep. you know, a worse way of putting that, I guess. So no, no, exactly. I mean, this is, a, again, I come back, I always come back to this because it, it, it will, it'll, it'll cross, it'll transcend every religion, transcend every race. It'll transcend every political belief. This is a blatant violation of basic human rights just the is. Bare, this is the bare minimum of basic human rights yeah. like this is just just existing then being violated by a tyrannical government and then your service dog being killed after you fought for your country got a service dog because you fought for your country in a war and now this is what you're going through this is just disgusting and I promise you this much. Um, and look, we already we are not going to let this go. That's I promise you, we are not going to let yeah. this go. Uh, I know there's Spike's going to get uh, several news stations, Fox News. I know he's already been on the big station. I think it's Charlotte, North Carolina, which is right by Gastonia. Um, yeah. This is not going away. And I hope you, city council or a village council, I'm not sure is it village council or city. No, council? it's it's city council. Yeah, it, it's okay. a, it's a uh, decent uh, sized city, like a quarter million people. Okay. My yeah. bad. I put village council in the caption because when I was talking to Brian earlier, that's, <laughs> he had mentioned uh, the village council. So that's what I put in there. But I hope you're watching. Yeah. I hope you watch every freaking interview that Spike's going to be on. I hope you watch every podcast that we're going to put out there because we're coming for you. At this point, you have surrendered your right to be a representative of the people of Gastonia. And if we have to, we will mobilize as best as we can and maximize our potential, we will petition and every one of you will be voted out. You will be fired. And if you have you my know, choice, I press charges. You know what, you know, what's really funny, man, is, is while we were inside speaking, uh, I found out when I came, came back outside. Cause after we, you know, the speakers kind of gathered in the hall afterwards and, and left. Um, there was actually a, a member of one of the one side of the uniparty that was there already, uh, particularly from their Liberty Caucus, but somebody from the other side of the Uniparty walked up. So 
the next time we go out there, and this is something I'm I'm big on from a from an activism standpoint, is like uh, single issue coalitions, right? Our plan right. next That's time is there's going to be someone from like the executive, you know, board of either a county or, or state level of a tripartisan situation. It's not just going to be yeah. the libertarians anymore. There's going to yeah. be Republicans and Democrats out yeah. there with us. Yeah. And I hope those people on the city council look at that and say, oh, my God, all the parties are here and all of them are yep. targeting us in a tripartisan way. Um, yep. I I don't understand why, um, you know, they don't realize that there's political capital in doing the right thing quickly. Even now, like I know we're talking about getting rid of them. Hey, city council, look, I'm I'm here. I'll leave you alone if you do the right thing in both of these cases at this point, and I'll right. stop petitioning. I, I can't promise what Cajun or or uh, or or uh, Spike or anybody else does, but you won't have to hear from me. I'll be happy if you just do the right thing on these two issues. But yeah, you know, there's still time. But I, you know. I hope I I hope they change, but I I just don't see it. You know, I feel like yeah. they've they've dug in their heels. That's you know, exactly at this point. right. They they feel invincible. Yeah, but they're not, and they're gonna find that out real fast. So, Mike, man, you're awesome. Where can people follow you? Got a podcast? Um, yeah. So so um, I I used to have a YouTube channel, and then I stopped because I stopped playing video games. Um, but I, yeah. I was kind of in that in that um motion, and um, then. I got involved with the LP and uh, Joe was like, Hey, I kind of want to start a, a podcast uh, for the party. Right. So I said, well, I, I have like a mic and a camera. I'll do it. Um, so I started the LPNC podcast. So as far as like content that I make, nice. uh, the YouTube channel is just the libertarian party of North Carolina. Um, I still have like my old YouTuber name for Twitter. It's at coach Mike underscore YT. Uh, and just, if you're a libertarian on Facebook, that's probably where I'm most active. It's just Mike Ross. Um, if you see any of the public rally pages, I'm listed as like the organizer on the two that were there existing, uh, are feel free to send me there. Right. Are you yeah. going to be keeping up with a story on the LP, uh, NC podcast? So, so the podcast we're, right now we're kind of in campaign season. So I'm basically interviewing all of our statewide candidates. Right. So, wow. um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to, right. I'd, I'd love to bring this to there. It's just, there, there's so many candidates right now lined up. Um, I don't know right. where I can squeeze it in unless I just start doing more pod, you know, more frequent podcasts. That sounds like you're going to be doing more frequent podcasts. So. <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I might have to. You. Yeah. Hey, we got to, we got to keep this going. We got to, we, we can't just, well, pod, there's, go ahead. We're, we're, I, so, so the reality, and I, I, I haven't really put this out because I, city council meets every, it meets twice a month. We've kind of had this cadence of going just at the first Tuesday of the month. Um, I personally am probably going to go just by myself for the third one, like not bring a lot of attention and just, you know, hopefully some of them will talk to me one-on-one -on -one and find some kind of resolution to this. Um, yeah. But, you know, if anybody wants to join me on the third one, I'm going to be at every city council meeting there is until hey, they man. fix this, um, either until they fix it or until they're fired and the next city yeah. council is in there. And if these are still problems, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to give the exact same spiel uh, to the new yep. city council and hope that our newly elected city council will finally do the right thing. So I I'm in it, you know, mm -hmm. until the end, cause, uh, both causes deserve it, man. Absolutely. I mean, this is crazy how corrupt that this is the kind of stuff that drives me wild. Dude, I mean, dude, I'm ready to go break the law right now. <laughs> dude, what, blew, what blew my mind is our, our situation for sheriff. I invited, uh, both of our sheriff candidates to just come listen. 
right? And listen, and if they're willing to join, like join us in amplifying our voice. Because I feel like, you know, both of them are, are the two candidates. They're both Republicans. They're both local police chiefs. They didn't show up. And to me, I'm like, man, this, this could be a case. If one of them had the guts to show up and join us, that could be their winning issue. Like that right yeah. there, that one thing. And and neither of them had the uh, the political sense to take me up on that offer. I DM'd both of them and put it out publicly. Um, and I well, know at least might. one of them read it. So, yeah, this is a good point here from Nathan. One third meeting. Uh, I bet you hear things never mentioned why you were normally there. Yep. For, <laughs> That's funny from South Jersey. Uh, I, I think he's saying it. For the third meeting, I bet you'll hear things never mentioned while you were normally there. Yeah, you're, you're going to hear talk and chatter about what's going on from y'all's first two visits, I think is what he's in, implying. Yeah, well, That's what I took away from it. Oh, well, we had a little bit of that that just happened, right? Because there's a really nice restaurant right across the street from City Hall. So when, he, when we came out, there was actually a lady who just like came out of a business dinner and just saw we were across the street. And she just came over and started talking and was like, you know, when are you going to, you know, when are you going to be here? So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the plan is keep showing up and the crowd's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, um, you know, until it, I just I just wonder how big is it going to take for them to finally do something? I, it, we're not asking them to to move mountains. We're not asking them for millions of dollars. We're just asking them to like, hey, look the other way on letting this guy fix a problem and, uh, you know, stop torturing this guy. That's really what we're yeah. asking for. Right, 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 right. Just take a maybe take that tax. Yeah. And maybe like take that tax money that you were planning on putting up uh, hotels with, give it back to the people and let yeah. them help pastor build the thing he wants to build. So that you got a homeless shelter there. I mean, look, this is so stupid. Yeah. I can, how evil can you be to, to, to look at this and not say, Oh, this is an easy fix. You can win politically by doing this. It makes no sense. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Yeah, Spike thanks so much to be on. No, nah, yeah, thank thanks you so much for, for having me on, show. man. Absolutely. Tell everybody where they can follow you and uh, follow yeah. the story. Yeah, so so you can follow the story. Um, if you just follow the Libertarian Party of North Carolina, uh, it's uh, at LPNC on Twitter. Uh, I think it's at LP of NC. Uh, I'm on the board there as well, so we'll push it out. Amen. Amen. Man, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on the show and giving us a – Great story. You you were absolutely fantastic today, dude. We're gonna yeah, thank I'm, you, man. I'm gonna have you on again if that's okay. Dude, yeah, just just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me, man. Oh yeah, we're 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 locked in now. No worries. Thank you, my friend. Have a good evening. Have a good night, everybody. Absolutely freaking fantastic. The lead up, I know there's a lot of people that are busy right now, they're doing other things. We didn't have a whole ton of viewers just on Facebook. I think that's the only count I can find. But there's going to be a lot of people that hear this um, this show when I when I post it on Anchor and it goes out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere where you can get your podcast. Make sure you go follow me over there. Give me five stars and reviews and all the good stuff. Um, this is incredible. And look, I know a lot of you have heard bits and pieces of this story because uh, you know Spike's got such a massive following and he posts all this stuff and it's on his page. But wow, if you haven't heard it. Or if you're just brushing up on it for the first time, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell them to watch this, tell them to watch Spike's interviews, right? And he's all these interviews are about to come full circle around back on the city council. And we're going to see this change. 
We will see this change. It's going to happen or they're going to get fired. Or worse, I think they should go to jail. That's my opinion. Because you know what? If I pulled crap like that, guess where I'd be? In jail. Look at this young man. He didn't do anything wrong. Just walking down the street existing. And guess what? He wound up in jail. And his dog was murdered after. Well, they tried to murder the dog with the taser. And then it got hit by a car. We need justice. If you're in the North Carolina area, find out when the next rally is. Go to the rally. Do what you can. If you can support financially, support financially. If all you can do is hit the share button and share it everywhere, then do that. Do whatever you can, however you can, to help. That's what this is about. You are the power.net. Right now, it's still on spikecohen.com. Please, please, please go. It's free. You literally will be on there for 20 seconds. And boom, you're in. You're in there like swimwear. SpikeCoin.com, you are the power. Sign up, register, get the news, get the mail immediately. Find out how you can help. The point of this organization is this. This, mobilizing in local areas and affecting real-time change in communities. None of this other nonsense. Take that how you want. I don't care. You know, I love y'all. I love all y'all. I'm just saying, there's a lot of noise out there, and a lot of that noise is irrelevant and doesn't matter. This isn't noise. This is an organization that is prepared to put their foot on the gas to help people in their communities, and they're already doing it. Help how you can. SpikeCoin.com. Go register right now. Go check out JoeSoloski.com. If you're in Pennsylvania, he's running for governor. Go check out GapArmory.com and see if they have something for you. It's very affordable. I've been on their website. I'm about to buy something when I get paid on Friday. SpikeCoin.com, JoeSoloski.com, GapArmory.com. And thank you for the sponsors, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of the organization. You are the power.net. We are rolling, and we are just getting started. Believe me. I love you guys very much. I'll see you Friday. Same cage, top, same cage, chill, and I'm out. <laughs>